0: There are reports claim that he gave you chlamydia. Is that true?
1: He kept saying, I get tested as much as a p- star. So if you get tested as much as a p- star, I'm assuming you're clean. When I lost my virginity to him, he was 41. Even when we first started talking, when I was 17, he was 36. I was like sitting on the floor of the, the hotel hallway crying and saying like, why did I break my morals? You had sex with my friend who was 15 years old. And recorded it. Allegedly, he put Molly in her water before they had sex and trafficking. He told me they want a public apology from me. Why am I why do I need to apologize for what you did to me so I can help save your image? If you f- care about your image, stop committing these crimes.
0: Let's get into it.
3: Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: This is part two of my interview with Diplo's victim, Shelly August. So let's get into it. Yeah. So we don't have to go into detail about the threesome, but you there are reports that claim that he, he pressured you into having threesomes. Um, was it like multiple times or was it like one instance?
1: So... He tried to make it a threesome. Okay. He calls it a threesome, which is very interesting because it's like, no, it wasn't a threesome. Like you and I had sex that night. First part of the night was consensual. Mm -hmm. The second part of the night was not consensual at all. And during both times, he kept trying to coerce my friend into joining. And she kept saying no. She kept saying no. And he kept saying why why not like she's doing it like come on like why not like uh just a little bit just give me just give me head like just give me a little like a little head like it doesn't have to be long Mm. things like that you know and um he just kept trying to get her to to join in and um
0: (laughs) he's not good at taking no huh
1: no oh no not at all and
0: almost like just puts a fire under him to want it more
1: oh yeah yeah yep exactly and kind of just kept putting the pressure and on her and stuff but um it wasn't like an active like yeah threesome actually it's interesting because there's even a point where one of the the videos he took videos that night too mm-hmm. and that's and it's interesting that he posted on his instagram that instagram post that he did literally saying any media any media outlets who want to see this video my lawyers will fly out personally and show it to you you're offering revenge to media while you're in the middle of a case yeah. about this. That just goes to show how much he doesn't give a fk.
0: Because he was trying to clarify what exactly happened when it pertains to the threesome. And
1: guess what? In that in in one of those videos, it's him recording. It's my friend engaging with him Uh uh-huh and it's me literally like
0: this (laughs) in the background like no no like
1: literally me like this hiding my face because at this point you also knew how he recorded
0: right so you're like i don't want to be in this recording either
1: yeah and it's literally it's me hiding my face and him being like come on suck it suck it suck it together (sighs) suck it together trying to encourage us to suck it together and i'm like no like no like hiding my face yeah and i'm like yeah so what are you gonna show what are you gonna show the media Probably like probably all the other videos from that night that he took Mm -hmm. which I have no idea how many he has because most of the time that he takes videos It's from behind girls backs.
0: So what's his point by trying to offer to show this to the media? What is he trying to prove that it was consensual?
1: I don't even know if he's trying to prove that it was consensual or if it was more of just an intimidation Tactic and kind of being like, you know what? Here's a message to all this is just my opinion Yeah This is in my opinion of what I think (laughs) that this is what he was trying to do. Send a message to the other girls who could have come forward and been like, hey, listen, you guys want to come forward? I'm going to do the same thing to you. Mm -hmm. I'm going to dox you. I'm going to edit our text messages because in the Instagram post that he had, I woke up that morning to notifications. (laughs) Diplo has removed a like from this text message diplo Uh, has removed a heart from this text message and he deleted you can even see because there's like little missing parts between the conversation where you'll see i'm responding to something he said mm -hmm. and his is not there but he probably had no idea That it shows you when someone removes a like, removes an emphasis, removes a heart from the message. He didn't know that. That same morning, I got those notifications. So he altered the text messages.
0: And that was, so we'll get to that point. And that was after you went on Twitter, right? Like you went on Twitter and then he responded through the Instagram?
1: No, that was when I think an article dropped about him being investigated for everything.
0: Okay. so before we get yeah. to that point, I want to talk a little bit about, um, there are reports claim that he gave you chlamydia. Is that true? Yes. Well, I feel like half this town has had chlamydia, so it's not, but how, why do you believe it's Diplo?
1: I was, I was, he was my only sexual partner.
0: Yeah. And then he was um, my
1: only sexual partner and I was a virgin. So who could have given it to me? A ghost. Yeah. And I literally <laughs> told him that too. I was like, so who gave it to me? A ghost. <laughs> yeah. And, and. You know, at the beginning, I had denied that he gave it to me to him because I was so afraid of how he reacted every time before that when yeah. I would bring up STDs to him, you know, and it got back to him from someone else.
0: So how did you find out you had chlamydia? Like, did you like have symptoms or did you just get tested and oh, no, it came I up?
1: I didn't. Well, I. Okay, so I the first time I had sex with him, I swear I had a rash from hell.
0: Oh, Really? I had Rug a freaking
1: burned. rash from hell the first time I had sex with him. It was like a horrible mm-hmm. infection that ended up just being like a yeast infection. Uh, but, cranberry
0: juice, right? Huh? What, cranberry juice is that what fixes that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> but um the second time, yeah, I get I got tested like within 2 weeks. I got tested both times within a short amount of time. So How did he react
0: that. when you confronted him or when he found out from someone else? Like he reached out to you after knowing that you do have that. Was he like from
1: someone else? But I had denied it to him at that point because he uh, found out from someone else, and I was like, I was like upset that like someone else had told him
0: mm-hmm.
1: because of how I know how he reacts to that to that thing to that sort of thing.
0: Yeah, and when you were getting intimate with him, obviously you knew that he was like also fucking a bunch of bitches too, right? It wasn't like he was. Being, yeah, but
1: you have to remember that he. It was under the pretense that he was clean. He yeah, kept yeah, saying, I get tested as much as a porn star. Yeah. So if you get tested as much as a porn star, I'm assuming you're clean. That's, like, you know, why I, you know.
0: Why you, like, gave it up. Sans,
1: yeah, and, like, sans condom. Like, you know, I would, would have preferred to use a condom, but, of course, his his constant thing was, I'm clean, I'm clean, I get tested a lot, blah, 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 which I actually found out later on from another girl who reached out to me and she said, before she even knew that I had, that he had said that to me, she told me, yeah, one of the things that he would always tell me is how he gets tested as much as a porn star in order for us to not use condoms.
0: Yeah, that's his go-to saying. Yeah. So, there are some articles that refer to you as an ex-girlfriend. Were you ever actually officially together, like dating? And like, you know, did he ever like, I mean... After the fact, obviously when you had a falling out, he like posted to you. But he did he ever like post when you're hanging out together, like a selfie together, anything like that, like any girlfriend type mm, of no. energy? No, so no. there was no official relationship. Did he ever express wanting to have an official relationship with you, or was it kind of just like a little side thing?
1: He he didn't express wanting to have like an official relationship, but he would like love bomb me. He would say, like, I love you, and yeah. like um, he would I remember one time what did he ask me for he asked me for something sexual and i don't remember if it was a nude or if it was like i want us to it was either a nude or like a threesome situation he was constantly trying to like convince me to have a threesome Mm -hmm. with him and like see if like i could like who who would be willing to be a part of a threesome situation with him um And I just got to the point where I felt like I had to please him, Mm -hmm. you know, because I was just like, at that point I was like, so wrapped in, like I had lost my virginity to him. Like now it's like, okay, like, you know, but, um, he would say like, it'll make me fall in love with you again. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. That's really like manipulative. Yeah. You were like, you know, you were infatuated with him. Also, like, I think you losing your virginity to him, like at 21 or 22, whatever, however, old you were i mean that's a very vulnerable position to be in like that's a comfort level that you now have established with him that you've never had with anyone else with anyone
1: else with any other guy never had any type of experience at all with 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 guys let alone men yeah and at that time even when we first started talking when i was 17 he was 36
0: yeah when i lost
1: my virginity to him he was 41
0: yeah so he's a grown-ass man yeah so what led to the Las Vegas like rape situation? Can we talk a little bit about that? So he was in, was he living in Vegas? Is that because he kept bringing up Vegas. So was he like based in Vegas or?
1: No, he li- he lives in LA. He's always lived in LA. He does have like, I could think residency in Vegas as well. But, okay.
0: Yeah. So what led up to you? So you guys went to Vegas together. Right
1: um, I went to Vegas with my friends and he um, invited us to his his set, mm-hmm. which is interesting because again in his Instagram post he says, you know she asked if they could come to my room. Meanwhile it was like literally in text messages I have on my Instagram truth highlights <laughs> him yeah. saying, um meet me at my room at encore 501 11 pm. And I was like, why can't I just meet you after? He's like, well, because I want to fuck you before. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, can I bring my friends to the show tonight? Because I'm here with my friends. And he's like, are they going to fuck me too? Wow. And I literally responded saying no. And I was like, why does it always have to be a threesome with you? And he was like, it, it doesn't. It doesn't. haha, ha, It doesn't. So, yeah.
0: It's very, like, objectifying hearing how you describe about this. Because it really does seem like he just treats it like, like you're just a ploy in his like fantasy like i'm trying to satisfy himself like through you and like trying to bring other girls it doesn't really matter like i mean obviously he wants to keep you happy because he wants to have you in his ringer but like he pushes you constantly to try to make you like do these things for his own like sick fantasy that he has with you
1: yeah exactly and then it's also like again with the lifting up and putting down you know Mm -hmm. and it's like Me saying, why does it have to be a threesome? Oh, it doesn't. And then, you know, me being like, why are you being mean? And he's like, I'm not being mean. I'm just sad you never link me. Yeah. So.
0: So why is this Vegas situation? Why is this like a rape? What makes this different than other?
1: Well, first of all, I was obliterated. (sighs) Like I was so freaking drunk. Mm -hmm. And me even saying that the first part of that night... Of us having sex was consensual. Even that is just me kind of like giving him grace.
0: So you went before, like he kind of asked you to before the show, I guess. Right.
1: No, I did not go before you, the show. So right? It was there after. Was like, oh, so I was a, yeah, it was after it was after his set and everything.
0: It so then you hooked his... up one time and then later on is when the rape happened.
1: Yes, but it, it was in the same night and it was mm-hmm. in the same room. And like, so, okay, let me backtrack. So we, we ended up going to a show. Mm hmm. Drinks are flowing, shots, everything. I was the only one out of my friends who was allowed in the DJ booth with him. Uh, My friends had to kind of like be separated. And like there's like uh, another section on the side that they were on. And because at that time, I think he was filming something like for the Jonas Brothers.
2: Really?
1: Yeah. He was filming a song with them and they were like recording it there. And um, it's interesting because even that night, like while he was DJing, he texts me and goes, I knew you weren't going to make it like usual. Or I knew you weren't going to make it as usual mm-hmm. while he was performing. Yeah. And I was like, I'm literally here. <laughs> yeah. I'm behind you. <laughs> but I'm like drunk and my text doesn't even really make sense. And those are kind of like the little things, too, that make a girl feel like kind of special because it. and I know it sounds stupid now, but it's like, you know, he's performing and he's DJing. And I'm thinking like, wow, like he's worried about me not coming. Like he's like DJing and he's like, you're not here type of thing, you know? So obviously obviously that messes with,
0: yeah, some emotions for you, especially because he did entertain it for years before ever, like,
3: or visit Angie dot com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
0: So, uh, so you were already drunk while he's performing.
1: Yeah. Like was, it was at um XS. Do you know that nightclub?
0: No, I don't.
1: XS, you don't know XS? I do I only go to gay clubs,
0: girl. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's okay. a gay night, I won't be there. Oh,
1: okay. <laughs> well, um, yeah, so it was at the club there and um, I was drunk Mm -hmm. and then I just kept drinking and then we got to his suite. Well, okay. Before I even got to his suite, we couldn't find his suite. He was texting me to come to his suite for the after party. I was so drunk. I couldn't find it. He had to have an employee of the win who's a photographer come find me
0: really,
1: because I couldn't find it. I kept getting lost. I was sending him like pictures. I was like, is it here? Is it here? And he was getting frustrated with me. He was like, he was like oh my god you're, you're never gonna find it like why are you, you're you're so drunk whatever like he even acknowledged it you uh-huh. know and um so he's like i'm gonna have this guy come find you so th- wait in the lobby so i waited in the lobby with my friends and his whoever it is the employee of the win who was a photographer came down and brought us brought us up had to like literally bring us up to the suite yeah I see him say hi like whatever we're talking and that's another thing I always try I guess I kind of tried to like play hard to get a lot with him too which is why I feel like now for him to like be pushing this narrative of she was an obsessed stalker fan like I think it's because that's what he wanted me to be Mm -hmm. because I was always like push like I was always kind of like acting like he wasn't shit yeah I was always acting like he wasn't shit so like even that night like I said hi to him. And then I went about my way. Mm -hmm. Like I went to go like enjoy the party. I wasn't all up on him. I wasn't like, you know, and I think that might be something that is why like kind of intrigued him too. Mm -hmm. Um, But so he texts me and goes, come to, it was like a six bedroom suite. He's like, everyone's going to get kicked out. Come to my room. It's um, to the left next to the bathroom or hallway, whatever. And I'm like, writing back gibberish yeah i'm like so drunk writing back gibberish i don't even know what i'm saying and uh my friend takes my phone and she's like oh he wants you to go to his room like whatever and she's like here i'll take you and she literally has to guide me to his room she guides me to his room and then that's where everything started knock on the door he opens it we go in my friend was about to walk away and then he tells her no they're about to kick everybody out like you might as well just stay
0: Mm-hmm.
1: and she was like, okay, well, yeah, I guess, like, I don't want to be separated, so.
0: Were there anyone else in the room, or was it just him? It was just him. hmm And then you guys ended up having sex. with your friend still there? Yeah. Was she, like, part of it?
1: At the beginning, no. No? She He kept trying to get her to be. Yeah. He kept trying to get her to be, but, in the room is so big, she was, like, walking around, like, doing her own thing, like, yeah. like you know, but then he kept trying to get her to be, and he kept coercing her like literally just trying to coerce her and at one point he even said he's like what do you want like do you will you do it if we use a condom Mm -hmm. like he would not stop and she was like giving excuses and stuff and then um, yeah
0: so then um, the first time you say like you've given him like the like some grace and say like it wasn't rape so what happened like later on that you now like call it rape
1: so I start to sober up
0: Mm -hmm.
1: and I start to sober up and there's a point where I'm leaning like at the edge of the bed and I have like my head and my forearms like that. And he's, he's literally asking me like, what's wrong. And I'm not responding to him.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Um, And he's like laying on the bed. I'm like at the corner. Like, I guess you could say like here, like putting my head on the corner of the bed and he's asking me what's wrong, what's wrong. And I'm not answering him. And then he's, he like leans over and like starts to like, finger me uh-huh. and i'm like i you know i get up because i don't feel comfortable anymore at this point i'm starting to kind of analyze the night and what has been ha- and like what has happened mm-hmm. and like what i just had to see my friend do and it what did just your p- friend do well, she gave him head.
0: Oh, she did. Okay. Yeah. Is that the recording where he crawled or like he you were like this or no? Was that a different? Yeah. Time? Okay. So that was the same night.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So- that was the same night. So. So I start to. Get up and he gets up, too,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and he's making it seem like he's just trying to see what's wrong with me. But he's not. He wants to continue. Yeah. I don't know, like, how he can just keep freaking Is he
0: going. Is like, on Viagra or something? Like, literally,
1: I think, like, Probably. I honestly think so. I was like, what the hell? But he then, like, comes behind me, because I, like, I'm putting up my panties at this point. He comes behind me. He, like, pushes me down on the bed like this where I'm face forward. He's behind me, because it's, like, the corner of the bed, the edge. Uh-huh. And then he, like, sticks his Sticks his yeah. penis inside of me, and
0: you did not want it then. So. And I
1: did not. So I push him back like this, like I push him back from behind me like this, and I literally run out of the room and I start crying and I run out of the room. I I was did it, like pull painful my,
0: too, especially if you don't like want it, like you just like sticks it in, right? Okay. I
1: don't. It wasn't necessarily painful. It was more like
0: shocking. Just it was more he shocking. Was
1: like, I I can't even tell you how it felt because it was like what the hell. And at the time, I didn't process it as rape because. Mm-hmm. To me, this goes back to him doing whatever the fuck he wants. So yeah. I was like, that's just him being him. That's just him being an asshole. That's just him, you know, doing what he wants. I didn't take it as like, oh, this is rape. Because I always thought that rape is like when you're fighting for your life. And yeah. like it's in an alleyway or it's someone you don't know. And you're like, you know, you feel like you're about to die. Like, you you know what I mean? Like, I didn't process it as as rape. But then, you know, later on, I learned that as soon as you say no and you and the person knows you don't want it that's that's rape but i didn't process it like that i was just like that was him being an asshole and i even texted him about it afterwards i was like i was upset because you stuck your dick inside me yeah you know so my friend runs out with my stuff i left my bra she like brought my bra out she brought my bag my phone everything yeah and at the time, like yeah it was just like it was more like shock and just like what is going on and why am I in this situation and I remember even when I was crying to her and she told me my friend told me she's like it still breaks my heart because I was like sitting on the floor of the the hotel hallway crying and saying like why did I break my morals why didn't I just like why didn't I just wait why did I do this how did I end up here so I guess it was like a flow of emotions Because I was also like already intoxicated, and it was kind of like when you're coming to your real the realization. Yeah, I was like, kind of like a panic
0: attack too, just like realizing like how evil he can be, and then that yeah, you I led was this like, person. How did I end
1: up here? Why did I not wait? Why did I break my morals? Yeah.
0: Before we talk about the legal battles, I want to talk about like what was the fallout personally between you and Diplo? Like what like. Was there a moment where you guys just had like a really bad argument fallout and then, you know, the legal things came later on and the Twitter and all of that? Like, what was that moment that you guys like everything went sour?
1: So it was always a back. Like I told you, we always had like little tiffs here and there um, where one of us would block the other and then Mm. rekindle this final straw um, with this final argument ended with me basically telling him like you're a bad person fuck you i know a bunch of things that you've done that mm. are disgusting you had sex with my friend who was and this is like a, a girl who i actually became friends with way after knowing him uh-huh. um but at the same time in a in 2014, she also had sex with him. But basically, I told him, I said, "You had sex with my friend who was 15 years old,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and recorded it, and I know about that." Yeah, I became friends with her later on, and she told me everything, you know, and and I saw the proof too, because mm-hmm. they would Facetime, and she has screenshots of like their Facetimes and everything yeah. too. So I know she's not lying. And the sad part about it is that like for her, she was, she was saying like, even though I was 15, like I knew what I was getting myself into.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: No, you're, you were a child.
0: Exactly. He,
1: he has the responsibility. And that's the thing with like a lot of his victims. It fucking sucks because in my opinion, I truly believe that like a lot of his victims feel like it's their fault, feel Mm -hmm. like it's their responsibility. Or maybe that's just how it is with like, victims in general yeah you know and that's why a lot of them don't want to come forward and that's also like where it goes into like girls being scared because it's like he has recordings he has nudes and they're terrified money and they're terrified you know about those things getting out so i told him and that's how the you know that's that was the last fight it was me basically saying like i know all these things that you've done you're a disgusting despicable person etc and then a private investigator contacted me
0: so That what prompted that initial argument though? Was it something that happened? Was it the biggest thing? Or what was like like what started like to where you went off and just like
1: it was the person that we still don't even know who it was that contacted him and and from a fake account telling him like how I, you know, told people that he gave me chlamydia Ah. and all of that. It was that, yeah.
0: And that's what led okay, so then, then
1: it was a back and forth. It was a back and forth and then it was just me being like, Fuck you like
0: Yeah. And then when did you go to Twitter? Was it like right after that? No. Or the private investigator? So let's talk about the private investigator and then we'll get to the Twitter. So how did you realize that there was a private investigator involved? So I guess you make kind of these threats, like, you know, saying, like, I can expose you because I know what you're into. Well, you've gotten I never into. I
1: never actually made any type of threats that you just I was told gonna him expose you know him. What he's yeah. Done. I just said I was like, you know what? Like how like fuck you like it was literally just a fuck you it was like you've done so many disgusting things and here you are again trying to make me feel bad you know and it was it was like a fed up thing it was like i'm like this game it's always this game and it's like why am i feeling bad for you doing stuff to me and again that's what encouraged me to come on today because it's like after speaking to his his unhinged attorney yeah he told me he, you know, they they want an apo- a public apology from me. Why am I why do I need to apologize yeah. for what you did to me so I can help save your image for what? If you f- care about your image, stop committing these crimes. Stop mm-hmm. doing these things, you know?
0: So interesting too cuz like doesn't like I don't know. I just like love to like imagine like having a happy relationship and like settling down. It's like it seems like he has no desire for any of that. He just wants to like Act like a rock star the rest of his life, or
1: yeah. I don't think he knows how to be monogamous. So.
0: Yeah. So then, private investigator. So he probably, were, I'm assuming that, you know, in my opinion, he got all psyched out, hired a private investigator. What do you think the point of this private investigator was?
1: So you know, it's super funny. This is actually so funny. So I kept getting calls from an unknown caller, and this was shortly after. Like this had to be like within days of like this argument. I kept mm-hmm. getting calls from an unknown caller, and I wasn't answering because I usually don't answer unknown calls and the private and okay so i was watching a netflix documentary one night and it was the jeffrey epstein (laughs) documentary Uh and in that documentary was talking about how he had private investigators follow and harass his victims and intimidate his victims my phone's ringing again it's the private number while i'm watching this yeah i go to the bathroom because i was with my friend at the time i go to the bathroom and i answer it and i'm like hello who is this and he's like is this Shelly? Um, and he's like, is this Shelly who lives on and starts saying my address? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, who is this? And he's like, starts saying my, my other address back at, back at home in Miami. And he's like, like literally saying all these things about my life saying like, I know your dad's a police officer too. Right. And your mom does this. And, Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? And he's like, hi, I'm John. Like, before he even introduced himself, yeah. he's, like, saying all these things he knows about me. Of course I'm not going to hang up because, you know, it's like he's saying where I live yeah, and everything. So I'm like, what the fuck? And he then introduces himself, says his name, and he's like, I'm a private investigator. I was hired on behalf of Wes. And you Is know, that Diplo's name, right? Yeah, yeah. His middle name, nickname. His mm. name is Thomas, but he goes by Wes. <laughs> okay um
0: so, so he yeah. was hired on behalf did he explain what his goal was or
1: he basically said that he was hired on behalf of him and like um wants to tell me that Diplo's not someone i'm gonna want to go up against wow he literally said that he's like trust me when i tell you Diplo's not someone you're gonna want to go up against and i and he's like just to give you reference of like what you're dealing with here i had a phone call with with him and his attorneys earlier and there were six people on the call on his team. Really? Yeah. Three attorneys, a manager, this and that. And like, he's like, yeah, they're big time. You're not going to want to go up. And then I started explaining things to the private investigator. And actually I started, I broke down crying. Uh I broke down crying. And I think the private investigator ended up feeling bad. Really? He did. He ended up feeling bad. He was like, You know, after I started explaining everything to him and I explained to him why I believed he was even probably hired is because I had just gone off on him and told him all the things that I know about him and what he's done and what he's done to like other girls I know. Mm -hmm. And then the private investigator felt bad and he was like, whoa. And he was like, wait a minute. And he literally was like, he he started apologizing to me. (laughs) Really? Yeah. He even texted me after and he said, Listen, I don't know you, but I have a tremendous amount of respect for you. And the last thing I would ever want to do was end up in court having to like testify for something like this. And I will never take a case like this again.
0: Yeah. So then was that the end of your communications with that investigator?
1: Yeah, he did. He he did say that he wanted to meet me, and he was like, "When you come back to L.A., like my office is near your apartment. Like we should meet for coffee." And yeah, and I I didn't, you know, I I just I hate like the manipulation. And I think like back then I was just so fucking naive that even like to an extent I was like, "Oh my god, like maybe he's nice, maybe I."
0: Get some support somewhere. Maybe yeah. I can get
1: some support, and I like considered meeting him. I literally considered meeting him, and yeah. and and I didn't. And I'm glad I didn't because they probably just would have used whatever they could, you know. Yeah, could get out of me. you
0: to use. Yeah, use against you. So yeah. you ultimately went to Twitter, and was it prompted because of the private investigator?
1: I was scared after that. I was fucking scared after that. I tried not to do anything else and like you know push any like
0: buttons. buttons
1: and um so I didn't take to Twitter until the Quentin Blackwell thing came up
2: you can live out your master Chef dream when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well Inside to outside, repairs to renovations. Get started on the Angie app or visit Angie.com today. You can do this when you Angie that.
0: So when did, like compared to the Twitter to when he started accusing you of like harassment and all those things, like did that come after the Twitter post? So let's talk a little bit about the Twitter post. So you posted this thread about your, somewhat of your experience with Diplo. How did the internet react to it at first?
1: it blew up like the reason why is because Quinn was already trending because she was living with him
0: and people were calling out
1: people were calling out how weird and creepy that was mm-hmm. and i tweeted not even thinking that it would really like get that much attention i tweeted saying why are you guys all freaking out about this now? She's been living there since she was 17. <laughs> like mm-hmm. when I went there, she was living there and she was 17.
0: Weird. You know,
1: and like no one else knew that, I guess. So like, that's why it got so much attention because people were like, wait, what? She's been living there since she was 17 because at the time she was 19 and they thought it was weird. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, she's been living there for a couple of years now. And then, you know, she ended up coming back out later on and saying that in that video that she, that she posted where she's crying and she's like, this producer like told me to move out here when I was 17 like so she validated what yeah. I was saying and proved that I wasn't lying.
0: we'll talk a little bit more about her um, later on and what has happened with her because it does seem like she is another like you know part of this story where it's a pattern when it comes to Diplo. but Diplo ended up like trying to I guess like tarnish your name. And your reputation and put some things on you, like, for example, claiming that you were harassing, trespassing, stalking him. Um, where do you think do you think this is just another tactic here to try to dismiss you completely as maybe some crazed fan?
1: Yeah, well, I I w- actually really wanted to shed light on on that, you know, his lawsuit that he quickly threw together was, I believe even a stalling tactic was used as a stalling tactic because prior to that, when I had retained Lisa Bloom for pre-litigation, mm-hmm. we were like, I have to be careful with like how I word it, just because it's like there's some limits, like mm-hmm. confidentiality and stuff. But they basically used their tactics to stall and act like they were going to be acting in good faith mm-hmm. to come to a resolution. And instead they they used that to, you know, quickly throw together a, a bogus lawsuit and throw these claims in there and get it out there first because they knew uh-huh. that I had intended.
0: Well, maybe getting information from you to try to like ah, so they tried <laughs> to play along at they, first like they're yep. gonna be on your team, but then they just gathered what they needed to then try to make a case against you.
1: Well well, not even gathered what they needed to make a case against me. It was more so just like stalling. It was literally just stalling. It or maybe was even
0: seeing where you were, or what seeing, you had. Seeing
1: where I was, what I, what I had and, and all of that. And then they strategized and they strategized to get it out there first. They wanted to be the first one to do it. You know, his Instagram post said that Lisa Bloom dropped me. Lisa Bloom did not drop me as a client. She was only retained for pre-litigation. That is yeah. what our agreement and our retainer agreement says. Okay? Yeah. Pre-litigation. So, apparently, she doesn't really even do trials anymore and stuff like that. Like, she's not really, like, big she on the She does, that like, shit.
0: that initial, like, PR and, like, gathers yeah, all the press. And I and-
1: regret... Oh, my God. I regret... I literally regret, reti- like, retaining her. Do you her. think
0: she's not, like, a great person i've heard mixed reviews about her
1: i mean she represented harvey weinstein and i didn't even know that yeah until after you know and like she reached out to me the reason why she reached out to me is because she was representing another victim of his whose claims are even
0: do we know who text. that is no. do you know who it is though like personally? i do yeah okay mm-hmm.
1: i do but that's the thing there's other people out there who have tried to get their justice against him and he's been able to keep it so compressed and under wraps. And and I'm the only one who's kind of basically still standing and he's still doing everything he can to push me so far into a wall where I just have no escape and just like put me in like financial ruin, basically, you know, yeah. and 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 the threats continue and all of that. But yeah, so that girl, she had Lisa Bloom reach out to me because she was already being represented by her mm-hmm. and her claims were drugging because allegedly allegedly Mm
0: -hmm.
1: he put molly in her water before they had sex rape and trafficking wow yeah that's freaky and she's also the one who gave me the dms that i posted on my twitter where he where she asks him did you give me herpes and his response to her was, I couldn't have given you herpes because I slept with Beyonce. What the hell? Yeah. Did you see those on my page? No, no? I did not see those. You didn't see them? Yeah. He claims
0: it, he slept with Beyonce. He claims he
1: slept with Beyonce. There's there is, there's a screen recording from her of all of their messages. And it's her literally saying, you can't just, and this was years ago. Like mm-hmm. these DMs were before I even came out with my stuff. And, he, and literally she said, you can't just seek out black teenage girls Mm -hmm. on twitter and then think you can do these things to them and and just because no one will believe them like she literally said these things and this was before yeah so that's
0: probably really validating to see all that
1: it was so validating and and then apparently apparently allegedly he wrote to her saying isn't the statistics for herpes mad high with black women anyway So she was going off on him in DMs about that. And she's like, how dare you say that and everything. And then he threatened to get a restraining order on her because, you know, and it's just like
0: he's disgusting. (laughs) It's
1: wild.
0: So I want to like get us on the timeline. So so let's so correct me. 2020, you're with Lisa Bloom and that's when you file like something initial complaint.
1: Um, I got my TRO because of my because of my tweets that Uh I had tweeted a fake account, which we believe was was him uh-huh. and, I, and i feel like it had it i have no doubt it was him because the the screen recordings of my text messages was from his phone yeah it was literally from his phone it was almost similar to the instagram post that he posted which was a screen recording of our text messages except this one was a screen recording of all of my nudes Oh
0: wow! and he
1: was responding to every single person who was who was He's
0: trying to f- show, show support or something show support or <gasps> wow. validating
1: Validating what I was saying Like validating and saying like oh this happened to me Before too and like This happened to someone I know too and like he's known For this every single person Got a copy of the Screen recording with my nudes Ugh,
0: That's so violating
1: full Vagina yeah, Everything breasts,
0: face showing Were you able to get everything. like all that removed or do you think like some of that still Exists online
1: I have no idea well It I don't think it's like I mean whoever saved it Yeah. Whoever saved Weirdos it has out it there. But um, the page doesn't exist anymore, of course. And then I'm sure he used I'm in my opinion, I'm sure he used like a VPN Mm -hmm. to like not be tracked, you know.
0: And it looks like he retained Brian Friedman, who we do not like Brian Friedman on this channel. I think we've actually protested in front of his office before. Um, Is that who called you last week?
1: No, it was another Brian.
0: Another Brian. <laughs> another yeah.
1: Brian. They got two Brians on at that firm.
0: But this Brian was able to issue a restraining order against you, correct?
1: So I had filed my TRO first, which is a temporary restraining order. Yeah. For the revenge porn. Uh-huh. And um, the day of the hearing, they went to the court and filed one against me.
0: For like trespassing, stalking, all those things, harassment? Um,
1: no, it wasn't for trespassing. Um... It was for stalking, like stalking, harassment. They didn't file. They didn't come up with the trespassing thing until later on when they did their little lawsuit yeah, thing. Yeah, trying to
0: finesse anything they yeah, could, they, right? Yeah, they
1: tried to throw something together really quickly. But it was like the the harassment and stalking, I guess, um, the day of our hearing. So then it got <laughs> continued.
0: Oh, because then they had to look at both cases, I guess, yeah, compare it got to each continued,
1: other. And what happened was... They suggested, and I and the reason I obliged to this is because at the beginning my identity was not known to the public. Mm-hmm. Like even my TRO, it was filed redacted. So my name wasn't out there or anything. Lisa Bloom would refer to me as a young woman, not Shelly August, you know? But yeah. another tactic that they like to use, which is also how he got one of the other girls to drop their lawsuits, is that he'll threaten to put their name in his lawsuit against Uh, you or his restraining order against you so then it becomes public
0: and then his fans can go after you if they want to and all the weirdos yeah
1: so so um they said let's do a mutual private restraining order Mm -hmm. we'll do a mutual private one and it was like you know under the guide of like okay at least my identity will remain private
0: but it kind of further protects him at the same time.
1: And it did. Yeah. And 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 what sucks the most about that is that's how I ended up in this arbitration bullshit.
0: So you filed a lawsuit and you sued him for sexual battery defamation and fraud. So the sexual battery would be the vegas situation, correct? The defamation. Well, the sexual
1: battery is multiple is multiple things because I mean, like, you know, you gave me Chlamydia. Yeah. You told me you were clean, so you lie. That's also a part of the fraud. Yeah. Sexual battery is like the multiple things that he did. Intrusion of privacy, which is recording me without my consent.
0: Yeah. And things then the like defamation that. would be that he had been posting against you, trying to dispel the rumors, and that's how he claims that you, or well, that, that's how you well, claim that first, he defamed to you.
1: Well, the first defamation claim actually wasn't even wasn't that. We added that later, but the first defamation claim was. He was telling people that I was arrested before for stalking. I've never been arrested in my entire life. Yeah. He's been arrested. For trespassing, multiple right? Times and assault. And he's been arrested for trespassing, which is <laughs> so interesting. It's like, wow, the projection is just unreal. Yeah. You know? And even during the arbitration, he lied about that. Like literally, you know, the, he was asked, have you been arrested before? And he said no. Mm. And the proof was shown that he was, his arrest record was shown. And then he was like, well, I thought that if you, um, well, I thought that if it's expunged, it doesn't count. And it's like, no, the question was, have you been arrested before? Like you're under oath. Yeah. And you're still lying. Mm -hmm. He doesn't give a fuck.
0: Well, he seems like he's got this like privileged mentality to that. He's untouchable, like completely untouchable. So one, um, So, one of the articles I came across, like, claimed that Diplo had won, like, a $1.2 million, like, I guess, settlement from you. Can you kind of break down, like, why are they reporting that he had won and what does this, in reality, what does it mean?
1: So, a lot of the media got it wrong where they said, like, you know, he won his case against me, like, revenge porn, stalking, Mm -hmm. trespassing case. That's absolutely not true the arbitration award has absolutely nothing to do with our civil litigation cases the arbitration award is the bullshit that i ended up wrapped into because of agreeing to the mutual private restraining order the mutual private restraining order agreement within it had a non-disparagement provision as well as no indirect or direct harassment right so he was able to win 10 breaches which were fifty thousand dollars (sighs) each because of tweets that were considered indirect harassment including but not limited to taylor swift lyrics really me saying i never trust a narcissist but they love me me Uh tweeting that as i'm listening to the song i'm listening to the song and i'm tweeting it they used that against me. They said that was about him. The one where it's the same song and she says, um, I don't regret it one bit because he had it coming. They used that. They wow. said that was indirect harassment. A Rihanna tweet. <laughs> a Rihanna retweet. I had retweeted her saying, Never underestimate the ability to make a man, for a man to make you feel guilty for his mistakes.
0: And they, just a retweet. A
1: retweet. They used that.
0: So the judge awarded him awarded that like they the judge sided with him over that
1: the the arbitrator was a previous judge who actually is good friends and family friends with well to my belief and knowledge good family friends with brian friedman And, Uh. and and during the first day of arbitration during break Brian Friedman and her were just Kikiing. They were like, oh, how's your sister? How's this? How's that? Oh, remember when we went on that trip? They're like talking about each other's family. They know each other's family. They've known each other for years. And I literally am looking at my lawyers like, we need to get her off. Mm -hmm. And at that point, it was like too late. I was like, I am at a disadvantage from the very beginning with this. She is going to be biased no matter what if they know each other. And there you have it. And that's my opinion.
0: Do you have to pay 1.2 million?
1: <sighs> I don't have
0: it. <laughs> yeah. So, so how's he going to get so it? So do you have to file for bankruptcy then?
1: They, they want, they are trying to force me into bankruptcy because basically. they
0: just want to drain you until you, they, you give up.
1: Yep. Yeah. They, and now that's their leverage. So that's why I really regret even like retaining Lisa and not just going like from the beginning with like, because she set you up
0: for failure. With she them. set me
1: up for failure. And now I'm like, push so back into this fight like I'm that's trying-
0: actually really annoying to knowing lisa because like she's all about making it also public getting all this press on it so how are you going to set your client up to the point where like for you as a lawyer you operate with exploiting so many women and survivors and pushing them forward and like putting them in really scary places without a lot of support how are you going to then take someone like you and then make it so that you are almost silenced in this situation especially when you're like you know standing up for yourself it's not like you're trying to crawl and hide into the corner so she really screwed you up with like over with that yeah and so then that's a different case right there and then you've got and your it's other like, case And now i have
1: to be afraid of like even like i can't like you know i, I stayed off of twitter for a while because i'm like yeah. i can't even t- i if i tweet like the sky is red today, and it makes me annoyed. It's yeah. going to be about him. Yeah, and the re- what their argument was and why the arbitrator claims to have agreed with them is because of how public the case had gotten, that any reasonable person who viewed my tweets could automatically assume that it was about him. Yeah. So if they assume that it was about him, it could cause indirect harass. It was just such bullshit yeah and
0: they really were like pulling anything they could to try to like make their case literally
1: like grasping at straws yeah
0: so um so then that's a different case because that pulls from the restraining orders but do you still have this case where you have sued him for defamation like sexual battery is that still ongoing
1: yes that is still ongoing which sucks because like the media you know I, i i believe that they went and this is supposed to be a confidential arbitration and yeah. somehow it ended up with TMZ. How convenient, right? You yeah. know, and even during my call with with the lawyer, he let it slip. He let it slip and said, "I know we've gone the media route with this before, but now we realize that's unnecessary." Wow. Oh, really? Now you realize it's unnecessary after you've like literally caused all this distress and strain for me it's been such a strenuous battle like there's there was a point last year where i was throwing up every single day i was driving even when i would like go to nanny i would be driving i couldn't even make i had to stop working because i couldn't even do it i had so much anxiety i would stop the car and be throwing throwing up in the middle of the road
0: yeah I've actually been there too. I had one job one summer and it was the worst job of my life. And I never had, it's like a bodily reaction. Like you'll be like, I remember just dry heaving in the morning, just like out of stress.
1: Out of stress. And it's crazy like what that can put on you. Like even like now, like having like depression because of this and like insomnia and like you feel like the mental exhaustion, you know, transforms into physical exhaustion. It just completely like,
0: well, changes how you interact with people in your life, too. You know, yeah. it's like, I feel like when I've been in my worst points, too, it's like I've not been a good friend or a good boyfriend. It's hard to, like, be the best you when you've got, yeah. like, all this stress.
1: And it, and I've actually, unfortunately, like, I've lost people because of it. I've lost, like, he's he's cost me a lot.
0: Yeah, for he's someone co- who claims that you cost him so he's much, cost he's over here a lot. Yeah. acting like nothing has really even happened. And I, and I think it's actually so disgusting how they took that arbitration situation and, like, has... Because me looking online, if I'm just trying to look into the dip case, it seems like case closed and, you know, you were a liar and that he's a big winner now. And it's just like that's so far from the truth. And I
1: think he even tweeted like big win today for me and my family. And it's like, are you kidding me? Like it has nothing to do with the actual case. It has. Everything to do with me tweeting Taylor Swift lyrics and reposting Rihanna.
0: Yeah, and your well-connected lawyer—that wasn't he accused of like rape? Like that yeah. was that guy too? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. imagine
1: me having to sit in a deposition with someone, Brian Friedman, who is
3: Alleged allegedly
1: rapist. a rapist, but he settled the case. I mean, like, they do say that you know a settlement isn't a isn't an admission of guilt, but Brian Friedman is quoted in his own interview where he says, "You don't settle." unless you actually did the, yeah. the, the crime his so own his own words those are his own words so yeah he settled and that girl was 17
0: yeah. back oh, in the really? 80s yeah, yeah the girl yeah, she was
1: 17 that.
0: i remember alexa like knowing about the article before it even came out and like it was so interesting because I even confronted Perez Hilton about it before the article was out. So, and and,
1: and you know what? I watched your interview with Perez Hilton and I love you so much for calling, like for calling that out and not being afraid to call that out. But something Perez said that was kind of interesting is he was like, I will tell you this, the person with the most money always wins. Mm hmm. And I'm realizing that now at the beginning, I was like, I don't understand why girls are afraid to come forward. Like there's power in numbers. Like Mm -hmm. his Instagram post kind of had an adverse effect where so many girls were coming, coming forward to me, sending me their proof and everything. But they're terrified. And I'm like, why are you terrified? You have your proof. You have support. And now I realize it's because the lengths that these people will go to with unlimited resources is just
0: yeah, it's ridiculous. So yeah. we've got 10 minutes left. Okay. So let's talk a little bit quickly about um so you said her name her name is Quinn or Quinlan? Quinlan, Quinlan yeah. So there was this um 17-year-old who moved in we briefly mentioned with Diplo. She's a TikTok star. She lived there for a couple years. She ended up like defending Diplo in some ways. And I think it's interesting looking at her story because she, you know, was connected with Diplo around the same age that you were. Obviously, she was like in person and it's a different situation. But there seems to be a pattern where he and even with the other uh, victim that you mentioned before, he likes to go after vulnerable black girls, like teenage black girls. For what, actually, you know, I was telling someone I was interviewing you this past week and they told me that the Diplo's gay too, that he hooks up with the guys. But I was like, I don't know. I mean, that guy is like really well connected. So but... he
1: went on Emrata, which I, ha- which I have an issue with Emrata.
0: Yeah, the, right. Isn't she a model, right?
1: She's a model, former actress. She so, acts like a feminist. She yeah. was very, very, very vocal about like her sexual harassment that she dealt with with Robin Thicke in a music video that she was in. Uh-huh. Very vocal, very like woman, like, you know, Pro right. woman, whatever. Um, he went on her podcast and he basically said that he's got that he thinks he's gotten head from a guy before or some shit like that. I don't oh, even really? know. And everyone was like tweeting saying, Oh, great way to deflect. Like you think like you're gonna, you know, now you wanna be a part of like LGBTQ to like, yeah. you know, get away from the other allegations. Like people were like kind of seeing through it.
0: And like screw Emrata for that, right? Like, why yeah. are you having this man on whenever you can quickly do a Google research and see what type of person he is. So yeah, shame on her for that. So Quinlan um was living with uh Diplo and that kind of prompted you to start sharing your story on Twitter because you saw like what he was doing and you're like, you know, like this is kind of like similar to what I had gone through. Um it seemed like Quinlan and him had I don't do we know if they had like sex or anything?
1: We don't know, but when she posted her TikTok alluding to it being uh, about him no one knows it's not confirmed or anything but he she you know insinuated a lot that it was about him and she admitted to being groomed yeah by a 40 year old man everything like that um producer yeah um one of the text messages said i never even groomed you i only touched your nipple once and i was like here we go with the nipples thing yeah (laughs) i'm like the dots are always connecting yeah you know
0: So I I just want to mention Quinlan's uh, story because I just think that like it feeds into the pattern and maybe people viewing don't know. But there are multiple people and even that you've alluded to, there's multiple people who haven't even spoken out and who have been victims. And actually singer M.I.A. once dated uh, Diplo and accuses him of like emotional abuse, which I think is like after hearing what you say too, especially you like express how he like makes breaks you down to build you up breaks you down to build you up it sounds like he did that to Mia as well so
1: and he even and she even said that he destroyed her hotel room which is interesting because one of the reasons he got arrested was because of fighting and he was court mandated to anger management problems so then you can kind of relate that back to me being afraid of how he reacts when i would ask him about stds yeah
0: about anything it seems like you can't really confront him i mean it's just his world. Everyone else is just living in it. Mm-hmm. And MIA was like successful, I think, during the time that they were like maybe a little bit more successful than he was when they were dating. I'm not too sure because oh, I remember yeah. no, he she... was like super jealous of her oh, too, yeah. which kind of like fueled his rage. So, um, with you coming out with your story and sharing everything have you had like support like celebrity support or anyone who's like kind of I mean, obviously other victims have acknowledged but have you had anyone else come to you and been like, you know what, like? Yeah, you know, I've had like,
1: like right. some DJs even I've had some famous DJs reach out to me in my DMS. I had female DJs I had azalea I- banks didn't reach out to me personally But someone from her team did and really <laughs> yeah. validated me and was like she knows and she's been speaking about it which she has because she <laughs> even did her podcast where she was like, oh, Diplo's always been preying on young ethnic girls. I saw that.
0: Actually, I've seen that clip. Yeah. And
1: she was like, I had to, you know, I I thank him for my career, but I had to give him some teenage pussy to get it. (sighs) She was 17 years old. Wow. Yeah. So it's like, I think that was the most validating of all is like knowing that even though he's trying, he was trying to make it seem like I'm just this crazy, obsessed stalker fan, the amount of girls who came forward to me, showing me their proof and sharing their stories, I was like, okay, like, I'm not crazy. Mm-hmm. This did happen to me. It is, I am validated. And yeah. I know that I'm not the only one. You're not one. like a
0: one-off either, especially yeah. when you start to see these, like, certain things. You're like, oh, that's totally him. That's how he behaves. Like, it is super validating. And I'm glad you have the support there. I'm Moving- just
1: the only one who's gotten this far, I guess, with taking action. And I Legal I'm action. even at the point where I'm just, like, really, like, defeated like, yeah
0: towards your end I mean what is um as far as the lawsuit right now what are where are you in it if you're able to talk about it like are you like is it gonna be wrapping up kind of soon or are you going to try like
1: so we've had our trial dates rescheduled three times already uh-huh. it was supposed to happen last year and it hasn't right now it's set for April 2024 okay but I just want to make it very clear that you know if I don't get to that point it's not because I wanted to give up. Uh-huh. It's because I was, I had no other choice. I was, yeah. I, I'm, I'm at like this. Financially
0: point. drained. The arbitration I, yeah. thing just fucked you over big time. And when it
1: comes to lawyers who take cases like this, it's on contingency. Contingency, it's like they get a percentage, but it's like the leverage that they have over me right now with the $1.2 million yeah. takes away from what.
0: And can they use that and use that in their case, I guess, against you as well? So, yeah, they're yeah. just going to try to keep fucking you over and
1: they're going to just continue and they keep and they they threaten to take me back to arbitration yeah. too
0: to try to get more
1: to try to get more. And it's like the arbitration has nothing to do with the case. It's yeah. just whatever I'm posting. So I'm like, that's why I'm like, fuck it. Like, I want my voice back. I want my voice back. And that's yeah. why I was like, I'm coming on. I'm coming on this now because yeah. I'm done like. Being and silenced.
0: I'm so proud of you coming on too, because I know it's really tough and it's scary, it's intimidating. But like, it, I think that's really important. And honestly, if you have to give up your case and you know, if it has to happen, I, I'm impressed that you're like sharing your story and continue to share your story because it's gonna warn other people. And also, there's a lot of other you know creeps out there and people who have had similar experiences to you, and it's very validating for them. And um, I, I just think like either way, like I hope you, if you have to give up that case, which I feel like. Logistically, I don't know. Unless like, you just, know Taylor Swift comes over here and funds your entire thing. You know,
1: someone said that. <laughs> someone literally was like, "You guys need to like let Taylor Swift know that you owe <laughs> yeah. him." $50,000 for each lyric you posted of hers. Yeah. Because they had their own little beef, too, mm-hmm. before where he was disrespectful to her, too. Yeah.
0: Well, she's. I know she sent, like, a quarter of a million to Demi, I believe, or no, not Demi, to um, Kesha during her case of Dr. Luke. Wow. So, like, I mean, unless, like, I totally get, like, if unless you are throwing a bunch of money, a lot of support, like, you, you are just another case here of, like, the Hollywood disgusting creeps using their lawyers to drain these people, these survivors, and I hope that like there can be a better process in the future. Obviously it doesn't seem like there's anything improving, but um either way, I just think that like you no matter what like happens, you've like put up such a good fucking fight and there's so many Thank people you. who are proud of you for it. And you doing this podcast, I hope that you can talk more about it and more people learn your story and now that you Thank you somewhat. so much for like, yeah. the
1: platform to be able to do it.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm so honored to have you on. And just I think that this is a good time for you to like share your story, for people to hear you out. And I know my audience is going to be like super supportive. So
1: thank you. Yeah, I mean, I literally was like, I don't even I didn't even want to go on Gail King. I was like, yeah. I want to go on Sloan because oh I, I love like what you do with your platform for sure.
0: Thank you. Not saying
1: anything bad about Gil King, though.
0: Yeah, no, no. You'll get there maybe uh, next week. Like, start getting this story out there because, honestly, I feel like I'm personally, like, frustrated with how he's fucked you legally. And, like, at this point, he just—he needs to have his name dragged through the mud so that, like, hopefully he can get out of this legal mess at some point and just the truth will prevail and maybe, you know, things will follow, like— he had claims that you had hurt his career, but I think that he's hurt his career and that more people that learn about this are going to learn who he really is. And that's the truth of it all. It's you're just a, you know, a part of this story, but a big part. And thank you for sharing everything you had thank gone through. You. I'm going to list Shelly's socials all below. Go and support her through this journey, especially with these like legal cases and stuff, you know, show her some love because I can't imagine being put to that point, especially when it's so personal too. Yeah. So really great work and we're all here for you. So thank you so much and um, we'll see you guys in the next episode soon. Bye guys.
3: (laughs) Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well.